everyone it's saturday october 15th and this is episode 120 of the omnic weekly i am d and today i'm joined by none other than hannah hi <laughs> hannah uh, let me just give the people a bit of an insight this is actually okay. the second time we record this podcast because yep. yesterday we had technical difficulties yep and 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 as i did the announcement yesterday i did put a lot of emphasis on the hannah and for some reason, I completely forgot about that. I did it again today. I was like, oh, shit. I'm starting, <laughs> I'm starting to develop a pattern here. What oh, is no! happening? <laughs> <laughs> I had completely forgotten that I did that yesterday. But uh, anyways, it's Saturday today. How you doing, Hannah? I'm all right. You're doing good? <clears throat> it's a bit of a, a chaos day. morning, but yeah, all good now. Well, we were talking about it earlier. Sometimes it's just like the universe making you pay for something you didn't realize you did wrong. I like, know, and I'm like, oh my god, what did I do? Exactly. Check all your plants that are water, check that all the cats have food, check I all will. the toilet rolls. These are the things that usually you did, like in my case at least, did not complete, and the universe is, oh, I'm going to make you pay. Or maybe it's something bigger, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too much into it, and uh, it's just an unlucky day. It happens. It's, uh, too bad it's on a Saturday, though. I mean, yeah, that right. sounds like a Monday thing. It, it, it was such Monday energy. Damn. Universe, please, leave Hannah alone. I wish I could say that uh, it's, I had a better morning or a worse morning, but I can't say much because I hadn't had uh, much of a morning. I, I was working way too late again, and by the time I got up, um, yeah, it was noon. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the way to do it. Just skip the morning if you think it's going to be a difficult one. Um, but I don't yeah. know it's going to be a difficult one until it's already yeah. difficult. That's that's actually very true. Uh, I mean, would it be better if we knew uh, beforehand, like how your day is going to develop, and you could just say, "No, I'm I'm skipping that one. I'm just going to stay in bed today. Goodbye." I don't know if that would yeah, be better. Yeah, like if I had some advance, I'd be like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, Although, exactly. At least if I didn't want to avoid it, I would at least be able to mentally prepare. Yeah, but in the end, I think like every single day has its elements. Oh my God, we're getting philosophical. Welcome to the Omnic Weekly, where we talk, well, like we've been um, eating those special mushrooms. Um, but yeah, I think every day has this element to it that you kind of think, oh no, uh, I don't feel like doing that. That's what I think, at least. Mm. But uh, every day also has that moment where you think, oh, this is nice. Yeah. I, I haven't. See, what am I grateful for so far today? So I'm not just focusing on the negative. There we go. Therapy. Join us. Join us. <laughs> <clears throat> well, is there something like, let's just push through with this before we start with the Overwatch talk. <laughs> I mean, we're doing that. We're not going to stop halfway. I mean, there might be people listening that are going, oh, shit, that's actually a good point. What am I thankful for today? Yeah. Listening to this podcast. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Okay, that's wishful thinking. Uh, if it wasn't my case, I'm going to say uh, my, my well, uh, what do you call it? My brunch that I had. Because we went to, went into the city yesterday and I, I got myself like this, this, I don't know what they call it in, in English, but it's basically like sandwich spread made with cheese, cheese salad, basically. And um, oh. yeah, it's really good. They get, they make awesome one at some place in downtown. And I got that. And so this morning I woke up, I was like, oh, I'm going to get some uh, um, nice sandwiches. And then we're going to put it on there and it's going to be a good start of the day. So that's what I'm thanking for. Thank nice. for cheese. I <laughs> had a cinnamon bun. Oh, that's not bad either. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Yeah, I was like, because uh, there wasn't enough stuff for breakfast and like my shopping order was wrong and... So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out. I'm going to buy the extra stuff that I need, but I'm also going to buy myself something nice. That's that's the way to do it. I mean, yeah, and I it was it was a particularly tasty cinnamon bun. Particularly tasty. Damn. No, I want none. Well, I, I just had brunch. Uh, I, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's like one of the things I kind of enjoy going to the UK is like pastries and, and there's like some really things, different things that we have over here. Mm. Oh really my God, I had the best cinnamon pastry in Germany. Really? Yeah. It was oh. just from Lidl, but uh, like Lidl over here doesn't sell them. It was like a, a croissant, but croissant? just filled with cinnamon sugar. All right. Oh, I need to check this. I, we have little over here too, but yeah, Germany is the epicenter of little. That's that's where it yeah. all originated. So, by, by, by the way, talking about um, croissant, uh, maybe a good segue into Overwatch. Have you heard that voice line for a surgeon? No. She she has a voice line that goes croissant question mark like basically asking everybody like I have some <laughs> people in my community, Tweety, that are really well at um. At spamming voice lines over and over again. Of course. Like, uh, and happy Halloween. Happy yeah, that's Halloween. Hilda. That's Hilda, yeah. But, like, <laughs> we have one person in our community, Tweety. He is so good at spamming voice lines, but he keeps spamming, like, the weirdest ones, like an echo. He'll always ask me, Do you mind if I record this? Do you mind if I record this? <laughs> Till I hear it. And I'm like, No, no, Tweety, go right ahead. It's this little thing we do. But now, with everything they've been doing with the voice lines, there are some really good ones. <laughs> They're like, Kiko, have you seen my. Wait till you see me on my bike, she says at some point. And, and it's just a voice line that you spam and you're asking yourself like, wait, what? Well, what is she talking about a bike? And so I keep yelling at him, you don't have a bike. And yesterday we were on a map uh, on the Route 66. As you know, there's like the biker gang. And he was spamming it again. I was, Tweety, you don't have a bike. And I look behind him and he's standing on top of one of the bikes. The little, I'm going to censor myself here. So basically, uh, people are getting... <laughs> Really creative with these voice lines, and the one with surgeon too. Um, the croissant, croissant. So w what I want to do with that one is uh, is basically get surgeon, kill a widowmaker, stand over her, and ask croissant. <laughs> uh, I find those things funny. I'm terribly sorry. I'm a a bit of a douche. That's <laughs> funny. I mean, I so, like you know, the, I've, all the I voice lines. I've really been enjoying the new Overwatch voice lines. There's so many more. It's just like with every uh, spawn room uh, interaction, it sounds different. There's so much going on, mm. apart from the voice lines that you can trigger yourself. Just like the characters will start talking to each other, kind of share some of their history. Um, like, I think, I'm pretty sure I've discovered a new sassy mercy voice line if you heal a Moira. Oh, really? And you tell her to respect your expert medical opinion but then you make a point of calling her doctor afterwards. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, I think there's a lot of history. And that's, that's what they're good at. I mean, that is something that I've missed because the game has kind of uh, been in a, well, uh, standstill for the last two well, years at least. Them all. Yeah. <laughs> but now they've added so much that... Um, mm. and, and, and it's the stuff like that that makes me... That triggers me, like... I was, um, this weekend there was, a, or this week rather, not this weekend, I was at an event for my day job, a gaming event here in Belgium, and there was a, a podcast that was there. I did uh, record a, a Dutch-speaking podcast here in Belgium. And I've been a guest on that one, and they asked me to jump into the booth and talk a little bit. Uh, awesome guys. But, uh, one of them is someone I know a really long time, and he's always like, yeah, but this isn't Overwatch 2, man. He's always like, shrug, this isn't Overwatch 2. But <laughs> I, it's so hard for... People like us to explain to people who aren't, that haven't been playing Overwatch for the last few years, to explain how different this feels and is and looks and and how how many ways it is uh, more than just a patch. I mean, there's so much layered content hidden um, under the surface that we have been missing for years that we hadn't seen in years. Yeah. If the the state that the game is in right now, if you have a started patching and gradually upgrading things in the last three years you might have ended up at this spot but they didn't they didn't do any updates and then suddenly bam we get this big 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 i think upgrade. the problem is and this segues us nicely into a conversation we had in attempt part one of this okay. recording yeah um is that they need to advertise it as fucking early access a bit more they do because, yeah. like, we've got, there's a lot of, like, small details that have made it into the game. And for us, make us go, wow, this is so different. 
like look at this look at the old skins look at how shiny they are now and they've all been redone and look at all these new voice lines and look at everyone's like expressions you can tell that they've completely like re like modeled the the faces and stuff yeah and all the like animations the, the have been redone and the sound engine and yeah but a lot of the big things like the pve and clan systems that would really kind of make it feel like a sequel mm-hmm. or Those like big enough to be called a sequel by people who don't know the game as well just aren't in it and i no. think if they advertised it as early access a bit more i feel like people would be more forgiving yeah totally totally i think that is one of the biggest issues and we were talking about it yesterday and like you said in attempt one to record a podcast after that <laughs> i was streaming and just by themselves it's not like i triggered the conversation people started talking about it themselves also in my stream mm. that they they should really kind of emphasize the fact that it is early access which would indeed like you said give them a little of a bit of leeway towards it would give them the a buffer, i feel from yeah. like so i mean some of the negative press is deserved um but yeah. a lot of it isn't and I think we've spoken about this before in the past where it becomes cool to hate on Overwatch. Oh, yeah, we're definitely in that spot. Oh, I saw a video yesterday, a huge article. I don't know which website that was. There was some YouTuber, Gamer Donkey, I think it was, that um, that called... You can't call him a donkey. That's rude. <laughs> oh, no, I think it was the, the YouTuber Gamer Donkey. Uh, video Game Donkey, sorry. Oh, Gamer Donkey, Video Game Donkey. He uh, slammed. It's on Dexter. Of course, it's on Dexter. Uh, Video game donkey slams Overwatch Two as most disappointing game of the year. I'm like, oh come on. I mean, I know that that I'm a content creator for Overwatch, and I might be slightly biased, but please, please, come on, don't don't exaggerate. It People is not are... the worst game of the year. Holy no, heck. exactly, yeah, exactly. Well, he does not say the most disappointing. It's basically kind of weighing off the expectations with the, but. I mean, that's just it. There's one thing, like you said, it's it's trendy to bash on anything at this point. It gives people views. It gets people uh, money. It's it's become this thing like I'm better than everybody else because I talk shit about everything, which is, dude, nah. nah. <laughs> You're going to have, talking about karma, that's going to kind of bite you the in the ass at some point. The problem with that is if you complain about everything, it really overshadows the stuff that's worth complaining about. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you know, if everyone's like, "Ah, oh, I don't like, I don't like Overwatch because it it looks weird," and oh, I, one of the complaints, oh, I don't like Overwatch. It's clearly rushed because they didn't put the illustrated portraits on the hero selection screen. They put in-game portraits there instead. No, <laughs> you kidding game's me? Dead before it starts, and I'm like, <laughs> I hadn't even heard that comment. That is such a reach. Yeah, that is. Because if well, you actually play the game, they still have the illustrated portraits like on your profile and Yeah. I'm more disappointed by all the rest of the stuff, the the things that kind of hinder me from playing the game, not the freaking portraits yeah. and I mean, like I was upset with all the, the interruptions that we had and, and the fact that my my uh I've told you this yesterday, but let me repeat it for the people that are listening to the podcast. I had this bug this week where there was so much latency that my uh, my teammates and the enemy characters started vibrating. It was just insane. It was just like they were like trying to move as fast as fuck, boy. And uh, they uh, they became this blob that I had to shoot. And not only were they the blob, the blob also kind of moved very irrationally all over the place or kind of like it was... On sugar? I don't know how to explain it. Like, I've seen yeah, rubber banding clip, but... in Overwatch before, but I don't think I've ever seen heroes vibrate no, this on is... the spot yeah. like they're having <laughs> exactly. pain. This is not rubber banding. This this was on a whole new level. It <laughs> was the first time ever in my life that I got nauseous from playing Overwatch. <laughs> mm. I, was, I was physically ill after that first match. Oh. And we had it like four times. At the end, we just kind of, every time it happened, we, we kind of gave up. Um... Because I didn't want to risk my endorsement level, which is already low because I keep playing with friends and you can't endorse. You can't endorse friends. Yeah. 
You can't. No, no, you can't endorse enemy. Uh, the enemy players. And you also, uh, yeah, and that too. <laughs> and, yeah. Which is Which I'm basically I think screwed. is bad sportsmanship. Yeah, I don't know why why they Sometimes, won't allow you, know, you to do. To, to, I like to, to endorse, or I liked past yeah. tense. Yeah, to exactly. endorse enemy players who I thought played particularly well or if their play of the game was particularly impressive. But I wonder why they're not allowing people to do that anymore. I don't like I, I know they removed a lot of feature because they were used in a toxic way. Like people started complaining about um the medals uh because they uh, well, they used it as an argument in every um discussion about who performed well or not. But hey, I got a gold medal on this. Yeah. To remove that, but I don't see how endorsing an, an enemy player is a risk of um, no. toxicity. I don't get it. So I and do like that the fact that they simplified if my, it. But... I thought my team was absolutely awful. I could still tell someone that they played well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of enemy endorsements. That were the only endorsements I got on my my uh, my streaming account because I'm always playing with people on my friends list. Yeah. I mean, I'm a content creator. I invite people to my stream. There's always people, like I have a queue where people can queue up. I'm never, there's, the only time I'm playing with a random person is when some of them disconnect, mm. which happened quite often in the last few weeks. But... It's happened a lot recently. I mean, yeah. I went a week without even being able to log in, so. Yeah, with the whole cr the transfer thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's uh, to be honest, like, um, it's kind of stabilizing for as far as I can see. We had the, the huge bug where your PC would kind of reset um, where you were playing Overwatch. It was on Thursday, I think, that that happened. They uh -huh. had a bug. They kind of just switched off your PC, which is just Blizzard going like, all right, guys, it's time to kind of go out there, touch some grass, maybe take a nap and come back later. Come back uh, and fix that. Yeah. They, well, they, they fixed that eventually. I have not heard any reports of that happening anymore. Same with the uh, overheating of some consoles. Then yesterday I had the vibrating, or no, that was, oh no, was that was also on Thursday. The vibrating characters, mm. those seem to be gone too. I've and noticed that my controller makes a weird noise when I play Overwatch too. Do you slam it on your desk because that's that's when it will make that weird noise if you kind of in frustration slam it on your desk? Just saying. That explains a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't I don't know what it is it sounds like it's sending like some kind of weird vibrate command and the controller just doesn't know how to handle it because it makes like the motor makes like a weird clicking noise and at first the first time i heard it i thought my controller was broken and i have since switched controllers and played other games because i couldn't log into overwatch for a week didn't hear the noise for a week Played some Overwatch while waiting to record the podcast today, and the noise was back. Hmm, that's weird. I mean, that's kind of stuff. If you submit a game to um, a PlayStation or Xbox, that's the stuff they check. I mean, that is the checklist they go through. They kind of check all these things and all the commands that you're yeah, trying to trigger. Yeah, and I've, I've noticed it tends to happen if I try and use an ability before it's off cooldown. So it's almost like some kind of haptic feedback to say no, not ready. But it sounds really weird, and it sounds broken. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Well, maybe it uses a motor that other games don't. I don't know. That's kind of maybe. weird. Maybe. I mean, uh, literally, I've I've not played loads, um, but that's the pattern that I spotted today. So if anybody else right? has noticed this, please tell me if I'm crazy or not. <laughs> <laughs> but you're playing on PlayStation, right? PlayStation 5, yeah. Yeah. Because I know that PlayStation, like Xbox, will kind of be more tolerant. They they do this necessary checks, but they will kind of skim over some stuff. PlayStation is really thorough. The the Japanese, I mean, they they really go through every Pretty. single step, and they like I know because we re are releasing a game at the day job. We released it yesterday on Steam. Right, Fox, go check it out. Um, and we did the whole process with all the different platforms, and um. To be honest, the one we were scared most of was Nintendo because they are even like worse than than PlayStation is. They're the worst. Yeah, they are really, really, really strict. Um, but it turned out that Nintendo was the first to kind of clear everything, and and we get a get a green light. We did a lot of optimization for that ourselves, while the uh, the PlayStation, the Xbox uh, port were done with an external company. Yeah. And um, the PlayStation one got stuck. And uh, it's not been released yet. It should be released soon. 
Um, but yeah, because of the really thorough checks they did, and um, the, it was just the one that gave us the most issues, mm. which is kind of interesting. Uh, we kind of expected that to be easy because they were the first to respond. They sent us like a really short list of remarks, like some labels that weren't correct and whatnot. We're like, oh, Jesus, they're already talking about labels. That's going to be fine. <laughs> we fixed those, and then they came with a huge list of other stuff. We're like, oh, come on. Send us the big list first instead of having us change labels. Are you kidding me? But yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I don't know how to write my report. Hey, my controller makes a weird noise. Yeah, maybe recorded or something. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like a really feeble complaint. Mm. Well, there's been there's been other and bigger issues at at some point, and now we're we're kind of getting into that spot where it's starting to stabilize, and now we're starting to notice all the stuff that is missing that it had kind of promised us. And and to be honest, we've talked about this yesterday too, but uh, it is early access, and we should remember that. And and I'm actually yeah. going to do a lengthy video about that because I really feel like they I should. I I don't know why they haven't. The the communication skills. Keep but biting from them my in the point ass. of view and my limited understanding of the industry, uh-huh. I don't feel like there's a reason why they shouldn't. I mean, I've talked to game developers as recent as this week when we were at the event that told me I, my game is already three years in, in early development or in early access, sorry, uh, because we still have like eight months of work at it and we're gathering resources. And I mean, it's, and they keep kind of, communicating that's early access they are really on top of that and they use it as a way to leverage their audience and to kind of uh, get feedback uh, but also to kind of get uh, extra investments not everybody has the shit of money that bobby yeah, has yeah. um but blizzard for some reason and i know what the reason is they're really just really bad at pr community management i mean it does i don't mean anything personal to the community managers those people do the best they could with the uh with, with what we is... know you are given a list of things you are and aren't allowed to talk about yeah that's fine. yeah and w- wow and and they they have their freedom of course but it's like it needs to come from uh a different layer of the company from a different standpoint it needs to be a part of the whole communication strategy and as a community manager you're not really kind of uh able to influence that but no i, I feel... mean like could you imagine if we had a dev update that was like, here, Overwatch 2 is coming this week. It's going to be early access. Please work with us to make it the best game it can be. Yeah, exactly. That's a whole How way. How was that? A, a whole different way. I think, to be honest, I think it's corporate pressure that is kind of... Um, I think that a, lot, that a lot of people at corporate are worried that they'll not be selling as much stuff, not, not as much battle passes, because people might have a... Uh, a wrong idea about yeah, early access. I don't want to spend money on an early access game, that kind of thing. Yeah, and that they're maybe on a legal way not allowed to uh, do as much. Uh, I mean, I know for a fact that if you put a game in with Steam, for instance, as early access, uh, that it needs to be clarified as early access so they can communicate it within their system. It's it's kind of makes sense if you have a big platform that is being used yeah. by hundreds and hundreds of uh, game developers that you need a system and that, that you need labels and that you need categories and at that point early access becomes a category and i know there's stuff like um uh, if you get funding from the government or like tax shelter and stuff like that you need to define what is the definition of done for your product because they often these systems that kind of give you these grants or that give you tax shelter are not fully tuned towards gaming they're often just tuned towards uh, IT projects in general, mm-hmm. which have a different definition of done than a game can have. A game could be pushed out early, early access, have a lot of features, basically be um, ready for monetization, but still not finished. What is going to be the definition of is this game finished? Should they still be getting grant money? Should they still be getting um, a dark shelter? That's a whole like story discussion that is going on behind the scenes everywhere yeah. but those are things that blizzard doesn't need to do and my, at least for as far as i know they might have a studio and uh, some people working in canada or in other countries that use tax shelter but i don't think that is going to be their biggest issue i think they have um, enough money to kind of carry things and so but i do think that it's corporate being worried about the fact that people do not understand what early access is and that they may be afraid that they're going to lose their progress that they're going to get those types of questions or that kind of distrust 
But they are doing more damage by they the distrust. They are doing so much more damage. Yeah, they are. By the fact that people are expecting a full-fledged, completed product, uh, since they're not communicating enough about it, then they won't spend any money. Like a bug game, you're not going to throw money at it. I mean, I, I barely want to start doing my, my comp placements because I feel like the game is not balanced. I've been spending money, though. But you know what I mean. It is, uh, I think that is kind of maybe the situation they're in. I don't know. We can't look behind the scenes. Um, my, my webcam that I had in their offices is no longer working. <laughs> it's not so, working anymore. <laughs> you know, they found it, I think. Uh, I, should, I shouldn't have uh, hidden it in a, in a big teddy bear. I mean, they've so. still, you've still not found the one they've got in your home. That's true, actually. Damn it. Uh, the, to be honest, you know, I have a new theory. release while you were in the shower. Is anything yeah, exactly. Home. Always. But I think, I'm, I'm, uh, to be honest, Hannah, I've been thinking, I don't think it's a camera. I think it's Hilda. I think they paid Hilda off. <laughs> <laughs> she, she keeps buying new shoes, new bags. Like, it's just like every day there's a package arriving. And I'm like, where does this all come from? Where? And then I'm Who like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I mean the influence of corporate in, at Blizzard is still uh, worrying uh, there was a new case Definitely. that dropped also this week that uh, Blizzard is going to be is, there's another uh, a former employee suing them and very specifically going after Bobby because he kind of allowed it good yeah exactly I think you go all that. to be honest yeah he needs to, he's going to get away with a lot of stuff as he soon is. as Microsoft buys everything. At, I'm going to be happy he's point, gone. But... I, I know he's not going to get in trouble for anything he did, which fucking sucks. So the best we could kind of hope for is to get him away from our shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get him away first, and then everybody can sue him, and then they can tear him apart. We'll see how far they get. I mean, at some point, there's going to be uh, shareholders going after him, even after the sale. Uh, we'll see how successful they're going to be. But that that's something that we'll talk about when, when uh, that sale's kind of uh, mm. done and over with. Um, and then but finally, yeah. I can start buying skins. <laughs> <laughs> you can invest money again. I just don't want him to get any of my money. Yeah, no, no. I, I don't understand. want him to get a penny from me. I'm just looking <laughs> at all these new skins like, oh, be strong, just, be strong. Bobby, Bobby, they're like, hey, his eyes just kind of peer over that little button going, oh, do you want to click? Yeah, and then I think about his stupid face, and I'm like, no! <laughs> With the dollar signs in his eyes. Yeah, he will not receive a cent from me. Yeah, I can understand it. I can respect that. I don't I don't follow it myself, but I, I do respect your choice. Which is absolutely fine. That's your prerogative. <laughs> exactly. But anyways, that's definitely something we'll be talking about closer to the summer in 2023, when this all will be kind of wrapped up. Uh, but when it comes to the game itself, I mean, last week we were still kind of in the midst when we recorded the podcast of, uh, well, the whole disastrous l launch, which seems to be slowly stabilizing. And now we're getting at a point where we're looking forward. Like um, yesterday, even, um, Aaron Keller sent out a tweet. Well, they, there we go again with the communication skills. So first they put out patch notes for a small update. There's just one balancing change in there for Zenyatta. And they, um, they kind of, uh, right after that, followed that up with a developer blog in which they explain, like, we're kind of happy with how heroes are balanced right now. Win rates are between 45 and 55%. Everything seems to be fine. You know what? We're not going to do any balancing this uh, season anymore. We'll do them in season two. We have some stuff we're thinking about for Sombra, Doomfist, uh, Zarya Diva. So uh, bear with us. Literally, two hours later... Aaron Keller on Twitter. Yeah, uh, for the mid-cycle patch. Wait, what? For the mid-season patch? I thought there was not going to be any balancing updates. Uh, the I other thing that I've got a little bit of a bone to pick with them about their communication, not everyone has Twitter. Yeah, okay? but... Not everyone knows your game is down. Exactly. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hannah, not everybody has Twitter. Most of the communication that they're doing is actually done by the community managers, and they do it over on the forums. <sighs> I mean, the blog posts are not officially shared on the Twitter account, but Jody, one of the community managers that writes all of them, shares them on their personal Twitter, and then they end up being uh, retweeted like two or three days later by the uh, Overwatch account, which is kind of That's weird. kind of pants. Yeah. Well, I'm looking to complain because that's why a lot of people follow the Omnic post is because Blizzard kind of communicates. Blizzard's so all... shit. 
yeah, because they communicate all over the place and I can never all bring it together. And if anything happens, you'll find out on the Omnic post because I keep keep an eye on everything. But yeah, they they uh they have a their strategy is so weird. Some stuff will happen on the forums and other times so they'll terrible. be on Twitter. Yeah. They like they started doing some stuff with TikTok that is all over the place. Then Instagram, spotty at best, like I don't know. I don't know. There's so much I could say about Why that. Why can't but... they just... They used to do this. They used to have, like, their little pop-ups that would tell you when shit was going down and stuff. I feel like maybe one-third of the downtime from launch was actually advertised in-game where you can see it. Yeah. I think, to be honest, like, a lot of the times they took the servers down was quite, like, last-minute decision. And I don't yeah. know how it works to... How they... They communicate that to consoles players fast. Yeah, I can see like console players would be a bit more difficult. But like, was it even in the Battle.net launcher or anything? No, 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 no. Exactly. <laughs> no, and they have the they have the proper tools to give us little like banners and layovers that tell us. But the, they don't have a battle plan for stuff like that. I guess not a, like a, a sequence of things that need to happen once they trigger uh, an emergency maintenance. I think there's just the systems and engineer going, oh, shit, we need to reboot the servers. All right, I'll send out a tweet. Okay, I'll wait. And then they wait till the hours has passed and they can do the, the reboot and then things take longer than they advertise them. It's, it's a... I'm they sorry, really need to kind of but structure if all one that. Viking in his little house can make a post quickly, the whole <laughs> company can organize <laughs> the spreading of information. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, I would do it differently. Let's keep it at that. But I wouldn't have to. <laughs> but let me make clear: I wouldn't want to have the job to do it for them because I, oh God, I would get so frustrated. Yeah. Uh, if I had to deal with the corporate crap that I, I think that they're dealing with. Oh God, oh God, oh, I would oh be. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to work for big, like uh, semi-public companies or corporations, and. That's the thing that always frustrates me is like the, the red tape. What I the... was and wasn't allowed to say to customers was so frustrating. Oh. Like the it... amount of times I would be like, yeah, but look, honesty is the best policy. People respect it. And then, you know, fucking CEO would be like, no, no, you're not going to tell them. And I'm like, but I want to. are stuck in, in, the, in the, the, the 40s or something. I don't know. <laughs> It, it, well, it still happens today, I think, in some countries, not going to name any, more than others. Um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, they still have issues with that. Uh, but look, what were, the, the whole uh, update thing, so what they're going to do now is apparently they're going to do mid-season patch, and they're going to do uh, some balancing for Sombra. Uh, who else did he say? Doomfist. Uh, there were like four characters that he uh, kind of highlighted, which which was funny that... First, we, we think, oh, there's not going to be any balancing changes, and suddenly two hours later there is. Let me quickly yeah. check, actually. I want to see who he said was a... By the way, did you see that there's, there were 25 million players in 10 days? Yeah. Right, okay, I found the tweet. Let me come back to the 25 million in a second. Zarya Genji Diva, as well uh, as Sombra and her hack specifically, are things that yeah. they're going to be working on. Uh, but yeah, 25 million... In 10 days. And of course, the most critical uh, voices came out of their dark closets and started yelling, yeah, sure. But it was a disastrous launch. Of, oh, yeah. How many of those are still active and just booted the game for one second? Like, can we just chill? Like, 25 million. Even if you had 25 million just looking at your game. And that's, a, that's not a bad feat in 10 days. And of course, they had the advantage of the Overwatch 1 community coming back. And it's definitely going to be part of it. But they also shared that their peak numbers, like their the activity, the peak activity at any moment, was triple the numbers that they ever had in Overwatch One, which should also uh, attest that there's a lot of enthusiasm around uh, Overwatch Two, and the best is yet to come. Hopefully, mm. I mean, do you have a lot of people in your like in your close circle of friends that are playing uh, Overwatch right now? No, not a single one. <laughs> Really? None? None. I've been extremely surprised by how many people in my, like, former colleagues of mine that send me messages asking, like, why why is this not working? Like, I'm, I'm becoming the help desk. <laughs> no, 
not a single person that I play Final Fantasy with or Warframe with plays Overwatch 2. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's kind of... Well, yeah, it's Warframe is kind sad. Of I'm not going to lie. It is a little bit sad. I can understand. Like, Final Fantasy players, I mean, um, those are generally quite... They are generally quite focused on one game maybe but also a more of a genre they don't easily step out into other genres as much as other play- gamers do because it's yeah it's basically final fantasy uh online is not to be considered a game it's con- to be considered a community uh it's an experience. An experience it's a way yeah, exactly. of life yeah it's a way of life is maybe the best way to put it so <laughs> i do understand but like warframe players that is a yeah like no one i play warframe with wants to touch overwatch too and it's not even because they're like, oh, Blizzard sucks, or, oh, it's just the first game again. It's just because they have no interest. Okay. Well, that might change at some point. I think mm. PvE is going to make a huge uh, difference in that. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, for me personally, too, if I hadn't been so much of a Blizzard uh, fan from everything that they did before, like World of Warcraft and Diablo specifically, I might not have been that quick at picking up overwatch 2 i mean overwatch 1 too oh come on this is getting complicated but you know what i mean back in the day in 2016 <laughs> i wouldn't have picked it up and i might not have tried it at least not as quick as i did um i think like the pve would definitely be the way like i remember the day they announced it in 2014 blizzcon i was watching blizzcon from home uh had the virtual ticket as I did every year. And uh, we had heard about Overwatch, that it was going to be the new IP. And there were rumors that it was going to be a shooter. So I was already kind of like, oh no, this is the shooter? But when they announced it, I, was, I remember vividly, I was telling Hilda, like, what? why are they making a shooter? This is the company that gave us World of Warcraft, Diablo, Starcraft. Why are they going to make a shooter? I don't get it. Why are they uh, making Call of Duty? Why? Yeah, yeah. I basically, that was the, the sentiment I had. I was yeah. kind of disappointed. <laughs> Um, but then, you know, I started kind of, well, first I was very triggered and very kind of, uh, surprised by, by the opening or the announcement, uh, cinematic that looked gorgeous. It was like a Pixar movie, uh, still to this date to keep getting better. It's unbelievable. But anyways, um, that kind of triggered me to kind of do some more research and at least try it. I got some beta access and I was sold at that point. Uh, if they had told me at that point that PVE would have been a part of the game, I would not have had that whole, what? What are they doing? Why are they making a shooter? You know, that would have just kind of sold me immediately. I would have been, oh yeah, PvE, sure. I'll take the PvP uh, alongside with it. I've done the same thing with the World of Warcraft. No. Well, we'll see. 2023, the earliest. I'm actually thinking that it might be 2024 by the time we see PvE. I don't want to be... Yeah, I want to look. I, I just looking at the state of the game as it was launched now. Um, there is a lot of stuff missing. There were a lot of issues. There were a lot of signs that they were not ready, as I've said repeatedly, that they were not ready to do this release, and that were kind of forced by us as a community because we were slowly losing interest. We were the the content creators were nagging, the players were nagging, um, people were leaving. Corporate was putting pressure because there was no money coming in. And um, corporate wants to kind of polish everything up by the time they sell it uh, next June. So they want to make sure that there's money coming in before that sale is kind of, (coughs) pardon me, finalized. Um, So yeah, looking at all of that, I'm kind of, ooh, you guys want to do PvE? You want to have that finished by 2023 after you, you still... Clearly, I have so much work to do on PvP. I don't see it happening. We'll see. It would be sad, though, to see it postponed. It would, but I would rather them postpone it and it come out right. Yeah, as long as they keep pushing kind of new content into PvP, I think they, they get a bit of a... I think they get a lot of credit now if they keep adding new heroes that are interesting, if they keep pushing out cinematics that are interesting. It will only kind of raise the um expectations for pve it kind of will make people more excited for things to come raise the hype raise the hype exactly if they they uh they approach it in a smart way 
So we'll see. I mean, I've gotten to the point where I'm ready to accept that mistakes will be, and I don't mean this in a really, I don't mean this in a rude way, but Blizzard has always been that company for me that will, um, they had this mantra, I've talked about this before, when they, they ship it when it's done. That has always been a thing with Blizzard that frustrated me to some point when I wanted a title to be released. But once the title was released, I was happy that they did because it turned out to be uh, uh, an enjoyable product, a very good product. And sure, they have made mistakes in the past, like some of the expansions for World of Warcraft were... And that's a, a bad sound. <laughs> but then they had others like Legion that was just so beautiful and so much fun. It even kind of... Uh, I mean, Wrath of the Lich King has always been my favorite up till now, and, and Legion definitely came close, maybe over, uh, kind of, was maybe a little better because it had well, more recent features and whatnot. Um, and I do feel like I counted a lot on the nostalgia when it came to my love for Wrath of the Lich King. But you know what I mean? They, they made mistakes and they did good stuff, but they always kind of had this thing where we'll wait till it is done. So the big mistakes of, um, if they made it uh, 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 a miscalculation or made a, error if something went wrong it all kind of came out of uh, um bad judgment kind of yeah. not understanding what the players wanted at that point but we can fix it because it's a live game uh, you guys pay the subscription so we can just keep pushing content out now I get, i'm getting to the point where i feel like um yeah they might just randomly push stuff out that is not going to be at the standards that we expect from them it's not going to be a stable. I mean, I'm very much used to the mentality of not shipping it until it's done because I grew up with Nintendo as like mm -hmm. my main company. Yeah, yeah. And my yeah. God, will they delay things without remorse? <laughs> but it's always worth it. And like a prime example is Metroid Prime 4. I don't know if anyone remembers that game as a thing that was supposed <laughs> to be released on the Switch yeah. when the Switch first came out. <laughs> but with every Nintendo, uh, what do they call their events? Nintendo uh, Connect? Is, is it that? Like they, they have these events that they do. Everybody's yeah. always like, yeah, now we're going to hear about it. Now they're going to announce it. It's going to be there. It's going to be there every single time. Because everybody's it's, disappointed. Like, they started making it and they didn't like it. So they scrapped it and started again. Because it didn't meet their standards. And they were like, you know what? People can wait. Yeah. Well, that's it's, what frust it's so frustrating. And I really want to play that game. And, you know, like... I don't know. The, the second game came out for, like, my 13th birthday. And I am now 30 waiting for number four. Mm -hmm. But it's worth it. <laughs> Yeah, once it's released, you kind of forget that long wait. You kind yeah. of you kind of forgive them. I mean, if the product is good, you'll forgive Still them anything. When. Yeah. Uh, there Sorry, are examples. That in there. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? Sorry. Silk song when. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there are products out there that kind of had the, the same thing where we had to wait eight years and then the product comes out and you're like, oh shit, what is yeah. this? I think Duke Nukem was one of those. But um <laughs> I mean, Blizzard in general, like they scrapped Project Titan because they were not happy with it and it didn't meet their standards. 100 million out the door. And I think, to be honest, I think that kind of, uh, I don't know. That might also play a, a part in this new strategy. But not, and, and this, uh, this is not based on anything I know or no information that is out there. But this is my gut feeling that the moment that Activision lost uh, Destiny they started looking at Blizzard and they were like, oh, this needs to be optimized. They, these guys are just throwing out money left and right. Um, we're going to kind of fix it. And the, one of the ways they did it is by the, the, the philosophy that Blizzard had. If it's not good, it's, if it's not meeting our standards, if it's not ready, we're not going to ship it. If it doesn't end up becoming anything that we want to kind of push out, we'll just scrap it. The Activision was like, no, no, man. No, no, we're not going to do that. That's not going to happen ever again. And That's not... like... Yeah, Project Titan became that, became that moment where Activision goes back to, hey, remember Project Titan? And then they should say, do you remember Overwatch 1? We made that money back. Like yeah. four, four times uh, over. But, Greedy no. pigs. 
Yeah, exactly. But I think that was the moment that they seized control. It kind of falls together with uh, Activision losing Destiny. We've talked about it in the podcast. We felt that grip back in the day when we uh, did our first episode. We slowly felt that grip getting tighter and tighter on the company. And then when Mike left and some of the other people left, it became increasingly clear that, I mean, the last one for me that would make it, made it really clear. I mean, Jeff Goodman is sad to see him go, but I think the one that made it clear for me that there was something going on that is not, um, that, that does not reflect the old Blizzard is when Jeff Kaplan left. That was for me, that was the moment that I said, okay. I mean, you know what? Now that we we like all the the scandals against blizzards and stuff has come out, Jeff mm. looking into the camera and saying, "Look after my team." Yeah, that, has that been hits a bit of... different, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you imagine the mo- amount of bullshit he had to deal with that he he got to the point to just kind of leave the game behind? He must have been, you know, because I've heard from like kind of multiple sources and seen multiple reports that the overwatch team is like one of the good ones yeah they have um... you know like people have described the overwatch team as like a safe space in comparison to the rest of blizzard mm-hmm. can you imagine what jeff must have been protecting them from constantly yeah. day in and day out exactly and and at some point he got tired of it and i think yeah. it had a lot to do with the corporate pressure towards um, well, what we're seeing right now, the fact that the game needs to be pushed out, and I think there was a lot going on, a lot of um, pushing and and pulling, and and yeah, we've heard the story. There was the one producer that left uh, right after Jeff left, that shared a story when everything came out about the uh, the scandals, that that basically kind of lashed out at Bobby because Bobby had done this this tweet. We're trying to to sound sincere. And she was in her last week, so she felt kind of brave and she kind of lashed out at him again. Yeah, sure, Bobby. That's what That was the issue. It wasn't you kind of distracting us with stupid, silly project that we knew were not going to work for uh, months on end. That wasn't the thing that delayed everything. Uh, it was the, uh, it was all the rest. It wasn't you. Basically telling us that, yeah, they were trying to focus on the game. They were trying to work on the game. And corporate just came in with a lot of bullshit, like schemes to kind of make yeah, I remember reading big buck. Yeah. Um, like if they'd have just been left to their own devices, I think we exactly. Watch to a lot sooner. Exactly, and I don't think we would have had these issues that we're having right now. I think they would have been further ahead. We might have had a a, a, a the release sooner, and it might have been made more more stable because up till now. They have been doing a good job to kind of structure everything. And sure, there's always, with every launch, there are issues. But I've never seen the issues like this, for the Overwatch team at least, to this extent. This has been a rare moment where one thing after the other breaks. They fix something and, and something else breaks. And that is usually, like, if you have that with your car, if you put on new tires and your, your, um, your muffler falls out and you put your muffler back and your radiator drops out, it's time to get a new car. Yeah. You're just driving a wreck at that point. And, and this is what's been happening to Overwatch. Well, you either need to get a new car or your car is just not done yet. You should have left it in the factory yeah, for a few just, weeks. Just let it, let it like, finish the work on it before you yeah. put the next big thing on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, but we've been, we've been talking a lot about the stuff that's been happening in the last two weeks. Um, because... It's been very relevant. It has been very kind of decisive or uh, influential on our experience. Yeah, yeah. It has defined what Overwatch is for us in these last few weeks, especially. But apart from that, once we are getting out in the clear, one thing that stands out for me is that I'm really enjoying the experience. I'm having a lot of fun. The battle pass is nowhere near as grindy as people feared it would be or yelled it would be. I mean, I've seen people kind of uh, hitting level uh, 80 um, while well, some streamers, some cont- content creators, not by buying anything, but just by playing it. I myself, I'm already at level 35 or something, and I've not been playing. I've only been playing during my streaming hours. So I'm and- <clears throat> level four. All right, you need to work on that, Anna, please. You're kind of embarrassing us here. I know. I am laying the side down. But in my defense, <laughs> I couldn't play it for a week. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I wanted to say. Like, uh, the first days, <clears throat> if you think about it, we're going to kind of near on the two weeks 
release and let's say that i can make it to level 40 in two weeks which is nice i can complete the battle pass in one month and i'll still have like a month left to do other stupid stuff and get and i want to get to level 200 maybe and get that cyber demon title we see um but um i mean the first few days we didn't even play i mean we're just in the, sitting in the queue so yeah. we need to uh, deduct those days uh other people are like getting close to uh unlocking kiriko this weekend um so everybody has this sentiment where oh wait this battle pass is kind of uh easy to complete well, mm. look if you play regularly you'll complete it if you play Two days a week it might be a little more difficult but still two days a week i think is going to be pushing it i think you might need to do three or four yeah but it's doable it's not it's not a i think and if you just put in a little effort everybody will get their uh, mythic skin uh, yeah. if you want that of course it's up to you if you want to do that or not so that's all a good sign of course there's a lot of stuff missing um that they promised us but i guess that will be coming to in the next few seasons like one thing i'm kind of really disappointed with is that um is the day and night cycles on the maps uh, they just announced oh, this week the weather and the day night cycles well the weather i we always kind of knew that they weren't going to do the weather in pvp because it can be an advantage for some heroes if it's like misty or it's like a sandstorm the weather maker and hanzo have an easier time because they have their scanning tools like those kind of stuff so it kind of hinted at it that it would only be a pve thing but like the day and night cycles was something they promised us that every time you load it into a map, it could be a different time of day. And to be honest, that has a huge impact on how you experience that map. And now they kind of put it in this fixed. Like we have a map pool every season and every map will have the same daytime for the rest of the season, which is, all right, I guess. If that is the, the thing you can do right now. I just hope that one day, you know, what, uh, one thing I, I've said it in a video too, the one thing I would love to see is that I enter a map, start the match, and it's like, um the sun is setting and by the time the game is over it's middle of the night you have that, oh, that transition would be amazing that would be amazing that would make it feel so alive i mean if you look at the maps they the maps feel like they're like if you put some npcs in there if you put some uh birds in there that fly around a little more or like a dog that walks around but that's in Bring a pve <laughs> yeah exactly stuff like that i mean it's kind of difficult if you're playing a pvp game you can't really put npcs in there because they'll uh you don't want collateral damage or you don't want concrete npcs sitting there I yeah guess. they can distract too much you know you see like a person shaped silhouette and you're like yeah oh, exactly you see with someone moving and you think it's a player i totally yeah, understand I completely that understand that but you don't mistake pigeons for people no no exactly there's stuff they can do and and in pve I mean, I want to see NPCs in the world. I want to go to that new Portugal map and see people sitting on a, uh, on those terraces and, and drinking coffee and a croissant. Um, oh, definitely. It looks so beautiful, so detailed, and so ready to kind of be... Man, I get so lost on all the new maps. Especially the latest one is... is uh, The push maps are quite intricate in the ways that... It, well... The game well, mode that's kind the of... thing. Like they've got their big main path, but there are so many like ins and out routes. So that exactly you can the enemy. I'm just like, what? Where am I? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do and I the... get to Diva? <laughs> and the main route is very. It almost slitters over the map because you need to keep it interesting. You need to have these corners. You need to kind of. Yeah, you yeah. can't make it just one straight line. So yeah, it, it takes some getting used to. But once you kind of know the little uh, uh, hallways and the paths you can take, you can do some interesting strategies you can kind I of mean, get it's fun because i can't just hang at the back as mercy anymore yeah well because mercy's there is a... no safe back there is no safe spot. no no that's true like yesterday i was playing a map um i think it was the portugal map and uh yeah but the fact that your teams are smaller everybody kind of needs to huddle up a little closer to each other mm. so what we did is kind of the they were pushing the robot and we approached them from the back and my team Kind of completely distracted them by moving through them and making them all turn their back on the robot and i was the tank and i just took the robot and kind of pushed it all the way back and they didn't notice because that is really a confusing thing but the the barrier and it makes sense i mean it's not like it's an error it's just something you need to keep an eye on the barrier will stop moving but the robot the can robot just walk away moves. and you will i really like that about push 
Yeah, because in your peripheral vision as an at the enemy team was not aware of the fact that I took that robot. They were just they saw the barrier in their because they were focused looking at my team. They saw the the barrier in the peripheral vision, but I was just taking that robot all the way back, and it took them like I almost completed the whole thing before they realized like shit, this freaking Arisa has offered the robot. <laughs> and my team kept up, and um, I felt a little guilty for like leaving them fight to their own um well kind of fighting their own battles but i was i was doing the objective there it's not a good team strategy but it was fun it was fun yeah um but yeah like you said the maps are kind of confusing but i like it i I like no i like it very much and i know that's a me problem not a design problem like i love the design i just need to get used to the maps (laughs) and and um you know what the thing is when we're talking about the designs of the maps something that we sometimes need to do that I would advise everybody to do. Well, there's two things you can do. You can watch the video that I'm going to release next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend. That is a map tour of the Portico map. Or just take your time to kind of fly over the map because there's so many beautiful details on those maps. Man, there is so much to look at. It's insane. It's it's like the work they put in those maps and it's kind of... I feel it's almost a shame how little we... Um, take the time to enjoy those little details because they put a lot of stuff and little nooks and crannies and kind of all over the place. And I don't want them to do it any different. The more, the better. But if you're playing that map, you're not paying attention to any of that. And you're just kind of in, you battle, you're out. Especially on something like Push, which is so fast-paced all of the time. You know, if you stop to look at the map, you're griefing your team. <laughs> yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, you're basically screwed. Especially with five versus five and on push. Totally yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, you're basically at that point uh, throwing. But um, yeah, just kind of load into the custom games and go check it out because there's so many beautiful details. And you just, at some point, you want to sit down with your character somewhere in one of these houses and just take it all in. Oh. I mean, there's like a little cafe that is called, I think it's called the Two Mandolins. And there's like, it's so cozy and you hear uh, music playing when you're sitting there people talking you could almost take a vacation on that map if you could probably get some really nice pictures for you know yeah your instagram and stuff just grab a load of screenshots after you're tall man someone someone needs to start on instagram account where you only take like tourist pictures as if you're a tourist in the overwatch universe (laughs) i'm going to do that You nah, can call it Omnic Postcards. Oh my god! That is a, that is a, a beautiful idea. <laughs> Just All to right. give you more work! Yeah, I'm taking notes here. That's coming. Alright, <laughs> Omnic Postcards. Go follow, guys. If you, if, if you uh, by this time, if you listen to this episode, you'll find the account will exist on, uh, on Instagram. It will be there. So, someone <laughs> will make it if we don't. No, no, I'm making it before I'm putting this episode live. You can count on that. <laughs> no, I mean, like, there's so many beautiful sites. Um, it, it's beautiful. Um, I'm really, uh, I'm really impressed by the way they they step up with these uh, these map designs and how much effort they put in, knowing that only like a small percentage of people take the time to to actually look at all of what they're yeah. doing. If there's ever going to be an artist listening to our podcast, he's going to be shit. He's right. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> but no, 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 keep, keep doing working. it. We love it. Yeah, I keep doing it because it's um it's what makes the difference between Overwatch and any other game. And that is something yeah. that a lot of these the people small details. Exactly. A lot of these people saying this is not Overwatch 2, it's Overwatch 1.5. That is what they'll never understand because they never take the time to kind of appreciate these things. And that's fine. I mean, that's that's the way they ex- play their games and experience their games. They are focused on very different things. But yeah. I think the, the Overwatch fans that have stuck with the game for so many years are the people that enjoy that type of details. I mean, so many people in my community, if they hear, hear a voice line, if they they see a small detail, they get so excited about mm. these small things. And it's beautiful to see how how um, Blizzard kind of manages to surprise all of us over and over again and how much joy it brings to all these people. And it makes me proud to kind of be part of that community and to kind of see that kind of thing that I feel also reflected in the people around me on, on my Discord and whatnot. Um, 
So I think that, uh, that is going to be the big differentiator between what is going to be the difference between Overwatch and all these other shooters. Well, that's going to be it. It's going to be the stories. It's going to be the 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 atmosphere. It's going to be the, the level of detail. But they just need to make their time. They need to get back to the blizzard that... I, I, I'm, I'm going to hate myself for saying this the moment we get another content drought. But they need to kind of... Um, there's a way of doing both. You can... You can deliver content, you can talk to people, you can make sure people are entertained, that they have something to do, yeah. and and kind of take your time to finish the content that you're working on. I hope that that is something that we'll see in the future, that now that it is released, now that we're past those big hurdles of the big disconnects and whatnot, that we're finally in a space, in a, a an era, a time for Overwatch, where they keep giving us the content, but they take their time to finish it and to make it Where's the Blizzard standard? Yeah, you, they, they need to find a middle ground. <laughs> they do. They do. And they need to work on their communication skills and their PR skills. Yes. Because, I mean, and I don't mean it to anybody personally. I mean, I don't want to be the douchebag that uh, everybody tries with the tools that they get. The corporate just needs to... I don't know. Maybe they need uh, a big meeting. I don't know. What... Uh, I'm frustrated in the way that, or uh, frustrated in the sense that I can't imagine that a company like that doesn't have a proper strategy when it comes to all these things. And I feel like the strategy is too driven by money. Because when I've worked in companies, when things like that happen, when the simple shit doesn't get done, it's usually because the higher ups have no fucking idea. Yeah, I, I have the same experience, to be honest. I have the the same experience where it always comes down to a decision that was pushed down by the people that uh, are in no way actually in touch with everything that is happening on the, in the community, in the teams and whatnot. In the community, on the ground level. Yeah. And I hope they can get themselves over that, that they kind of can uh, go into that space where... Look at some other games, how they communicate. Look at some other companies, how they communicate. There are companies out there that will communicate and build a story about the most stupid stuff they will manage to kind of make anything into a storyline to make manage to make anything in the story beat it's just insane and here we are uh still discussing why they're not communicating about the fact that this game is early access and that we um need to wait and be patient and that they i mean they're doing better than they were weeks and months ago yeah they really are trying to step up on an individual level. Uh, and I can only applaud that. But it needs to come from a plan, a strategy, a vision. And I don't see that happening right now. Note. Yeah, it could be I'll as simple as that. Note at this point. Yeah, it could be. But it could be as simple as that. You need a, like in any communication, you need a, a simple three rule set that you kind of adhere to. To do your communication, like you said before, like, like honesty is a really important one. Some that is uh, one that is very underestimated in yeah. this day and age, because we're not assholes. Well, some of us are, but the majority isn't. If you uh, if you explain it, I mean, look at the way with every with they when they give the year reward out the Reaper skin. Mm. There's always people that are cynical about it. Oh, nice a skin for a hero I don't play. Which is understandable. I don't play Reaper either. But then you see all, you see a huge wave of a different sentiment going through the, oh yeah, well, we got some. And in three or four weeks, nobody will remember the issues and they'll get their skin and they'll be, they'll be happy. Yeah. It's not that difficult. All right. I think we've uh, given enough speeches for today. What do you think? Probably. Yeah. Uh, we're going to run things up here. Um, <laughs> next week we're going to be talking a little more about some different stuff, some more joyful stuff, because the Halloween event is coming. Yee! Yeah, go, uh, I'm going to be releasing a video tomorrow that is going to be a, doing a little a bit of a prediction on what I think we can expect. So go check that out uh, on on YouTube, the Onyx YouTube. YouTube, Jesus, I can't talk anymore. YouTube, YouTube. Uh, but uh, me, Hannah, and hopefully LP will be discussing it um, next week. Yes. 
And by then, we might have had a, a few announcements or some, some teasing. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but that is something for next week. Head out. Tell these fine people where they can find you. On Twitter, at Plush Noodle. That's all. There we go. As simple yeah, as it. that. Sometimes <laughs> just one thing is enough. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm, you know, I'm you not can one of those find people. me on Instagram, but I don't do anything, so... Yeah, you can just watch it a profile picture. Yeah. Um, me, on the other hand, I'm the one, the man of a thousand accounts, and uh, apparently after we close down this podcast... Yeah, a thousand and one. Um, you can follow me. Well, if you're into Overwatch news, go check out the Omnic post on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. I think that's everything. I don't think I forgot one. If you want to know what I'm up to, go check out Damesy's TV and um, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and of course on Twitch, where I stream three days a week. You can find LP on Lonspon as Lonspons on every platform you can think of. Uh, go check out his mustache. I hope to have him back next week. Um, I want to thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to leave us a nice review. It's always nice to hear from you guys or send us a tweet. You know where to find us. And um, we hope to see all of you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye. And a shout out to my buddy, Kyla, because I know you're a close buddy, but we can't play. I didn't mean to ignore you earlier. That's not what I meant. I love you. <laughs>